Hi! Welcome, my name is Anna. And I'm Monica. And we decided to start this podcast because we wish we had a big sister growing up. To help us through this crazy journey we call life. So here we are hoping that we can be that for you. So wherever you are in life, whether you're single, married, or anything in between, let's take a break together and just hang out. Follow along as we try to share why you were made for amor. Oh my gosh, if you remember last week, we talked about how the gender reveal was going to be this week. So drum roll, please. <laughs> Three, two, one. It's, it's a girl. A girl. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a girl. I am so excited that you're having a girl. I was like, it's crazy because I thought it was a boy. But they were giving out at the party, they were giving out like little, like, like what are those called? Like shawls or whatever yeah. to like cover They're up. like scarves almost. Yeah, little scarves that were either blue or pink. And like inside of me, I was like, it's definitely a boy, but I'm gonna go with pink. And it wasn't even because I was wearing a pink dress. <laughs> it was, I literally was like, I'm just gonna pick pink, even though I feel like I'm wrong, but I'm gonna pink, pick pink. You know what's crazy? Before, even before I got pregnant, even I think even before I got married, I would always have dreams of a little girl, and I would always tell Fernando if we get married, or you know, I don't, I really don't remember when I told him, but if we get married, our first child is gonna be a girl because Dang. it would be constant dreams of this little girl, and so I got pregnant, you know, and all these mom tales, everything led to a boy. It's like, oh, your your stomachs too round oh it's a boy oh your heart rate is this oh no it's a boy you haven't had a uh, morning sickness it's a boy so i was like so convinced you know i was yeah, like because they say that girls suck the life out of the yeah mom. i was like brainwashed into thinking that it was a boy even though i had all those dreams about the, the you know the little girl beforehand yeah. And so it was it was a very, very sweet surprise because I actually got brainwashed into thinking it was a boy. So I was like, oh, (laughs) and then you had your anatomy scan. Yes, I just got back from that right now and everything looks good. And she confirmed it's a girl. So it's definitely a girl. I saw the pig. It's (laughs) definitely a girl. (laughs) It's none of that. Oh, it's a girl. But maybe it's a boy. (laughs) It's a girl. It's a girl. (laughs) But yes, we're super excited. It's funny because people have been asking us if we have names and we don't because we had only focused on boy names because we thought it was going to be a boy. Dang. So now you guys got to agree on I know. girl names. I know. We haven't really agreed on a name. So we'll see how this goes. <laughs> She's like nameless for five days. <laughs> I know. But yeah, we're super excited. Yes. And then the fi- the, the final wedding finally happened. So yeah she's officially officially done it's funny because that chapter i was looking like through just pictures and stuff on my instagram from the september wedding and like the wedding reception that was a couple days ago and i was thinking inside of me i was like we know that it was like i got married through the catholic church in september you Mm -hmm. know we know that i got married and we know that the may 14th wedding was just the reception slash gender reveal but it's funny like thinking of what like other people's reaction to or not reaction but just if they see my instagram it's probably like oh like they they are having a baby before they got married (laughs) yeah dude i went to my grandma's house in ensenada when we were over there and i was like yeah so we came to a wedding slash gender reveal and then like literally almost everyone that we told because i saw my aunt too and i think i said it to someone else too 
um, they're like, well, to each their own, you know, <laughs> traditions now are different. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, she got married. They're like, no, no, yeah, yeah, to each their own. I'm like, no, like, no, listen to me. Yeah, most of our vendors knew that what the situation was because of COVID. Like, the makeup girl knew. Um, Sonia, our photographer, knew. Videographer knew. But when our music guy our mc announced that it was time for the gender review i looked up fernando and i was like they don't know so they're probably like wait a minute <laughs> they were like this What's doesn't going add on? up i don't think you could get pregnant in negative one day because <laughs> you hadn't been married i know so it, it was it was fun yeah we had so much fun yeah it was very fun but yeah but i would have liked a little more mexican music for me to get my groove on i'm just kidding (laughs) it was a lot of funky funky jams you know it was i think it was i think it was a style of what we had yeah but the those people sang really well they were super good good. yeah at interferencia in ensenada (laughs) dang shout out and then my my aunt's ex was the mariachi Anyway, you share that story? story? Oh, I was going to say this is a story for another day. Y'all, I literally walk into this party and I had already told Monica when we were talking about that she was going to have a mariachi. I'm like, ha ha ha. What if it's like my aunt's ex? Because my aunt's ex is a mariachi. And I was just like, nah, like it won't happen. But I was just kidding. You know, I wanted to mention it. And then I walk in. I was like, you know what? Let me see if there are any cute mariachis over there. Because, you know, sometimes they be looking good. And then so I looked over there. And then I see my aunt's ex, and I was like, <gasps> oh, shoot. <laughs> so then I tell Monica, and I tell your brother, I think. I told, like, a few people, and then your mom comes up to me, and she's like, I heard your uncle's here. I'm like, oh, no my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he saw me. What a small world. Do you yeah. know him? Well, I, like, hung out with him one time with my aunt. Oh, okay. But other than that, like, no. But he did. My friend's... Cause I didn't, I try not to look at him because I'm awkward like that. And, uh, but people like that I was with were like, he's looking at you. And I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably knew. Dang, probably. I'm sure. Yeah. But other than that, it was great. We had a blast. Yes. It was a very good time. <laughs> and the gender reveal was super like exciting. Cause there was a countdown and it was just like super like, uh, it's so cute. Oh, you should post a, a little snip of it on, on our made for a more on our instagram yeah okay if you really want to know our gender reveal or if you want to see our gender reveal we'll post it on our instagram at made for amor yes but anyway today we're gonna have a very interesting conversation it's the first out of two episodes that we will be recording yes and this is one of the episodes that we've been pretty excited to talk about Mm -hmm. um so basically we're gonna talk about how you know We've mentioned before that we are Mexican, but we live in San Diego, so we get both the Mexican and the American part of our, you know, lives. (laughs) So we're basically going to talk and explain our lives, um, how it is living in between two worlds, specifically growing up Catholic in America with parents that are from Mexico, right, Anna? Mm -hmm. So for me, it was your typical... You know, going to classes for First Communion, I got baptized very young. I was actually baptized in Mexico. Um, And it was kind of funny because when I was preparing for wedding, I actually had to have my birth 
not birth certificate, my baptism certificate from Mexico. So my grandma had to go to Mexico, bring it back and like blah, blah, blah. But that's a whole different story. But anyway, I, um, you know, I think you just grow up like hearing from your grandparents like, oh, yeah, eso la primera comunión. Ya lo, ya lo bautizaste. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like, but you don't really like for me, the one thing I remember is confession not being a top priority like mm. i never it wasn't it was always like oh let's do f- um first communion let's go do confirmation classes and after confirmation my mom still had me in confirmation classes but it wasn't ever like oh have you gotten a confession it wasn't ever like oh have you gone to adoration it wasn't like now it's my faith is so different but when i was younger it wasn't how it is now you yeah know? it's more like the the culture of okay let's um Let's do La Fiesta del Bautizo para la Niña, you know, or like, you know, stuff like that. But uh, for me as well, now that you mentioned that when when I did my first communion, I didn't even know. I was just like, oh, I'm going to get some bread, like, you know, and yeah. now I'm like, bro, <laughs> it's a body like, of Christ. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't even think about it like that. And then I I just think of of certain things that I grew up thinking that have been like disproven and stuff and i'm like oh that's what the faith is not this that i that is just part of my culture you know right i think back then like it was almost like looking at it now from like an older standpoint it's like almost like our faith back then was almost like a check mark like oh they did this Mm -hmm. they did that um they're good you know or let's keep keep on living but now it's like not even like if i try to write things down about my faith and like highlight them off i usually do that anyway because i'm a planner and i have to highlight things (laughs) Uh off but sometimes i'm like no like i have to be fully there i have to be fully at mass i have to be fully at adoration i can't just go and check check mark it and highlight it off you know like it's completely different now yeah yeah that's a good point because it it does start feeling like that like maybe that's why it feels like that because we grew up thinking okay she's this age all right baptism oh she's this age all right first communion oh she's this age okay confirmation classes but it was never like at home let's pray the rosary as a family at home let's familiarize you with it before you go to these classes it was just a check mark to get that sacrament done but it was never like a lifestyle i guess at home it was just like part of culture like oh what's what's the right thing to do that we've all been taught because of culture is baptism first communion confirmation but then the day-to-day wasn't around surrounded by being catholic exactly yeah and this makes me really excited because i almost think that we're like the generation of that culture change in our faith you know Mm -hmm. because we are pretty young you know i would say and we're already learning these things about the faith whereas like when we were kids our parents maybe they weren't as informed on it Mm -hmm. on the different sacraments and they did the best they could they did they really did and i appreciate them because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for their you know sacrifice and guidance and stuff Mm -hmm. but i think just like mentally um and more spiritually like it's just different how it was back then with our parents and how it is with us now like i know that there's certain things that i want to pass to my kids you know like instead of it being a checklist of things that you have to do in your faith like i don't want it to be a checklist i want it to be a lifestyle a faith that begins at a young age a Mm -hmm. faith that is you know like so that they know that god is with them and god is not just some someone that we have to check mark by doing all these different things you know Mm -hmm. and then another thing with like growing up 
in the culture is that you're put into these classes that are in Spanish and then like I didn't even know how to pray the Our Father in in English until I was 17. I didn't know how to pray. Really? No. I like literally I didn't know how to pray the rosary like at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all until I was 16 and we went on this retreat and then one of uh one of the leaders uh babies got sick on that trip. And they're like, all right, let's at like midnight or something. They're like, let's pray the rosary because the baby's in the hospital. So we got up. We started praying the rosary, the loudest, most powerful rosary I've ever experienced. Oh, wow. Literally, everybody was like, hail Mary, full of grace. I was like, oh, shoot. And that's when Dang. I learned. That's when I learned that like the prayer because I literally didn't know it in English. Yeah. And then that same retreat was the first time I went to confession in 10 years after my first communion. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's like that just proves like how much distant. it was just a checklist. Yeah. It and how distant we yeah. actually were from the faith because we didn't really know what exactly. it was, you know? And then I think about you too is you used to lead the youth group and it was the Spanish youth group but it transitioned into English. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shows too how like living here, your main language, you start off with, with Spanish. You know, your first language is Spanish most of the time when you, you know, grow up with right. your parents speaking Spanish. And then you transition to a point where like you're most comfortable with English but then you don't know how to pray in Spanish, in, in English. Yeah. So then you're stuck in this like spot where you're like, okay, I don't fit in over here because I don't know the prayers. I don't know how mass goes in English. I don't know how to do all that. But then I'm stuck over here because I'm most comfortable with, with English. And this youth group is in Spanish. And right. that's not comfortable for me because I can't express myself in Spanish right. like that. So then it's like this weird spot where you're like okay i can't go to mass in english but i can't go to youth group in in spanish and feel comfortable in either you know yeah it so, legit yeah. feels like you're learning a new language you yeah know? like i literally. remember when i was because i was spanish fluent in spanish up until i didn't know any english up until third grade mm-hmm. and i remember how hard it was to try to like learn things i obviously learned it because i know the language now you know but i, I remember wouldn't even know that it was third grade when you <laughs> yeah, learned it. yeah and i remember because i used to play soccer back then or yeah and so at that point i was already playing soccer with all english-speaking girls mm-hmm. and so it was so hard there was one girl that was bilingual so with her she would like translate for me mm-hmm. but i remember literally getting like words wrong i was just sharing a story this past <laughs> weekend with my brother-in-law's girlfriend mm-hmm. i was like because we ordered pizza when we were in ensenada mm-hmm. and they ordered pepperoni pizza and i was like literally when i was younger i used to order pe- pepperoni pizza as macaroni pizza <laughs> macaroni yeah just because How? i thought it was the same thing like i was learning english you know so i just confused different words well i mean I, I guess it kind of sounds the same yeah but like macaroni i know and so talking about going back to the faith it's like you are going to faith formation classes in spanish so you're literally forced almost to learn all the prayers in spanish or else mm-hmm. you can't do your first communion no, you are you know <laughs> you're like no sabes el padre nuestro okay no, no, com- no, com- no. <laughs> no sacramento for you <laughs> and so we're like yeah forced to learn these prayers in spanish and then after that like we go to school we know english we all we hear is english mm-hmm. you know so it's so hard to even like my brother, I can use that as experience because he literally just did his first communion a co- like last year, two years ago, mm. and he was struggling so bad because his first language was Spanish, but then it transitioned into English, mm. and then he had to come back to Spanish with the prayers, but he was already really well with English, so it was just super confusing for him, yeah. you know. 
So it's hard. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, it's this weird feeling because you're like, where do I go? Like, yeah. where do I, where do I feel comfortable? You know? Yeah. And it almost like brings your confidence down in your faith, you know, because you're trying to say one thing, but then you don't want, like, it, it would be right in the Spanish mm-hmm. side because like culture, mm-hmm. you know, it was brought up in our growing up. But then if you say it in the English group it's like no that's wrong that's not right you know so it's kind of like yeah language is one barrier but i think it's also like how we're taught the faith Mm -hmm. i think sometimes like being hispanic like you're taught culturally like we've mentioned and then when you go to the english group it's like no they they're all they're actually like looking at the theology of everything Mm -hmm. like the right thing you know so it's yeah like it gets confusing when you when you see I like I taught quote quote because I got in a car accident during this time. So it wasn't like uh, for a long time. But uh, Miguel and I, Monica's brother, taught a a class. class. (laughs) We taught a class together. (laughs) (laughs) A confirmation class. And you could tell the difference of like in culture, even if you closed your eyes and you couldn't see, you know, like you could tell the difference in like how one student was taught culturally and was there because their culture told them to be there and another student was taught like theology and like was taught like that 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 like you know super structured teachings and stuff like you could like we had one kid that literally would teach us sometimes we were like (laughs) "Uh (laughs) uh-huh it's just like you can tell like the difference and sometimes it's not the parents fault that you learn something wrong like i mentioned in the first episode like i literally thought saints were like these magical beings and stuff and it was just because i was never taught what was right you know because we didn't talk about it in our day-to-day life it wasn't like oh look it was this is a saint and this is what that means and like you know right i feel like english speaking people are taught more with fact and less with feeling and then as like as a culture i guess we we sometimes fall into the trap of trying to make religion or like Catholicism into a feeling of like, oh, sentí que Dios me tocó el corazón and like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, cool. But sometimes you're not going to feel that and you still have to have faith, you know? God's there. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes like when you don't feel it is when you most have to be on your A game. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, and I think... um that's that's really good but just going back to the whole language thing i think just how we are because i think i started being more invested and like want interested and like learning about the faith once i knew that like i could relate to it like my my language was primarily english now because you know that's all we speak mostly you know other than with our parents or family members so once i started to see it as like my own thing my own um language my own like relationship relationship then that's when i started getting more like oh like you know god is real and i want to learn everything that Mm -hmm. it comes that comes with it you know yeah with the faith and stuff and i think a lot of people can relate especially when we were with the youth group i could tell that if you spoke to the kids in spanish they were like it would literally go in through one year and Mm -hmm. not through the other you know and i think if we are here to evangelize we have to evangelize with what makes more sense to people you know every person is going to be different 
But in our case, the youth right now, everyone knows English, at least like most people, you yeah. know. So I think. Um, and if worse comes to work, Spanglish always works. too. Spanglish <laughs> always works. Yeah, <laughs> that's our go to. Yeah. And, you know, it's just something that we can all relate to. And once we put that into like the faith, like it just makes it so much easier to have a relationship with God. Dude, I just thought of the best story when I was younger. Um, I so I would go to um, I would go to Spanish mass with my mom every weekend. We would take the bus when she didn't um, drive and stuff. But I don't know when that stopped, but we went to mass every single weekend for a while. And then uh-huh. somehow we stopped. But anyways, we would sit in the very front pew like we already had our spot where we would go. So we would sit there and. So I could always see the altar. The people could always see me, you know, and some of my friends were like the monaguillos, you know, and stuff. And like, I'll make faces at them. They were like, "Ah, stop. But yeah. So one time my friend was walking by and she was going to the bathroom and like that one song, you know, and I was over here praising Jesus. I was like, and I was like swinging my arms, everything. I was like, oh, you know, the one where like las montañas, I was like doing the whole thing. And then, yeah. And I was like doing the little el granito de mostaza. And then um so my friend sees me doing all this. And after that I went to my friend's birthday party and she's like, I saw you at church and you were like ah! And I was like so embarrassed. I was so Aww. embarrassed. And from that point on I have never alabar so hard in my life. <laughs> so I feel like that's a big thing in like the Hispanic community. Like you know, we're over here like, I love it. And then you go to English mass and they're like, amazing grace. Yeah, like, it's so yeah. like mellow. And, and then- I remember like a memory that I have from back then, you know, like before I was even into the faith was like we would go to mass and igual like the songs would, you know, the Lavare songs and we would literally be clapping yeah like it almost felt like a concert like you're going to a freaking concert not mass you know yeah and so i think that's something that i've come to like really appreciate about english mass is that it's not a concert you know (laughs) it's about it's and there's there's nothing wrong with like being excited about yeah like the fact that everyone praises jesus differently you know but there is a sense of more respect when it's a little more and reverence yeah when you're (laughs) when you're not out there like making little montañitas during mass i remember when when you said that song the granito de mostaza we there's like a part where like y las montañas (laughs) 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 woo woo and then you like we would jump left and then jump right <laughs> like during mass like that's just like you know if you want to do that youth group like cool you know entertain the kids but do during mass though yeah yeah i think like i said i think i i still love spanish mass you know but mm-hmm. i think just throughout the years i think i've just come to appreciate english mass more just because like we said it's more reverent more respect and i think if i had to choose obviously at the end of the day it's the same god the same jesus at the altar you know but i think just out of preference i like just english mass you know just because i really appreciate that more serious slash respect um will i take my kids to english mass i think it would be the same as my parents honestly to be completely honest i think i would do what my parents did you know where they would we would go to spanish mass Mm -hmm. so that they can see it 
And then just so that I can, as a parent, almost like, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, like not have it be a check mark, have it be like a faith, you know, whether we go to Spanish mass, whether we go to English mass, it's about what's going on at mass, you know, Mm -hmm. not about the clapping and alabaré and (laughs) the montañitas. But yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've thought about, I think I have a note in my phone that's like, how I want to go to mass with my kids when yeah. I'm like when I have kids one day and I think I would like to do some English some Spanish a few Latin in there yeah. like I just want them to know like have a full encompassed vision of what Catholicism is exactly and like I want them to be able to be like okay well this is my version not not my version but this is how I'm going to live my faith. Like, right. give them every option early on so that they know, like, okay, you don't like alabando with the montañitas? <laughs> let's go to English mass. Oh, you don't like English mass? You want something more traditional? Let's go to Latin mass. Oh, you don't like the traditional side of things? All right, go to English mass right. or whatever. You know, like, trying to just, like, show, show them every side of it and have them be able to be like okay this right. is what i want and i think that's what's so beautiful about catholicism is that our culture or sorry our faith is so rich that it could literally be we can go to any language and the same thing will be going on at mass mm-hmm. you know like we can be in rome and the same mass that's going on in rome will be going on in escondido you know like Fernando went to Japan a couple years ago and he literally took the train to mass Mm -hmm. and he he was like, I did not understand one word they were saying, but I knew exactly what was going on because at the end of the day, it's mass, you know? Exactly. I think that's super cool. It is. Yeah. Universal. There you go. That's what we are. That's Mm -hmm. what we are. (laughs) (laughs) With that being said, I think it's awesome being a young adult now, just because like I mentioned earlier, it's like now we're making our faith our own rather than, you know, having these different practices um, in our faith. And so what it means to me to be a young adult, specifically young Catholic adult, is I'm going to live out my faith. Obviously, I'm going to, you know, maybe fail at times because we're human but at the end of the day like my focus is the same my goal is heaven and I'm just going to live with that intention and surround myself with people that will help me get there being a young adult now and knowing all the things that I know now that I didn't know then I think it's a huge process to grow and to learn and I'm still learning every single day it's a process to unlearn what you have learned in the past like For example, I, when I was younger, I (laughs) went to this, like, brujo guy. My family did. Not just me. It wasn't my idea. So we went to this guy, and he, like, did the whole, like, egg cleanse thing. And he was like, whatever. And then he did the egg cleanse. And then um, he gave us these little, like, medallitas that he's like, no one can look at these. No one can touch these. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then so I was, like, literally in, like, first or second grade. I don't remember exactly. And, like, this kid touched my monedita. And I was like, oh, I'm going <laughs> to die. And then, like, it was just, like, crazy. Like, I literally had a little medallita that was, like, this weird, like, what do you call it? Like, ritual thing? I don't even know. Like, every single person in my family had one. And then my dad had a big black one gold and black and then my mom had like 
a bigger version of the one that I had. And then my me and my brother had like a smaller version of the one that my mom had. And it was this like weird thing that we just thought was normal. Like we didn't see it as bad or as like literally anti-Catholic. Like we just because the guy had a little Virgencita candle. So we're like, oh, si, es católico. But no, like that's the side of things that I think is so important to like debunk and be like, okay, let me like search into my faith and see where we went wrong and where we are going right, you know? Right. And there's so many things when you grow up, you know, like just you grow up hearing like, I can't even think of one right now, but you, we just hear like lo del huevo, lo de la cadenita, you know, or just different things. Malojo. Yeah, just different things that as Hispanics, like we grow up hearing from our parents because they probably heard it from their parents and so on, you know, mm-hmm. where like they try to almost um, combine it into the faith somehow because one, maybe there's a, like you said, there's a veladora that has the virgencita or yeah. so on and so forth. But I just think... Um, like I said earlier, I think we're that generation of like culture change in our faith almost in a good way, not like not throwing away the whole thing. Yeah. Cause it's still beautiful. We learned a lot of things from our parents, you know, that they learned from their parents, which is part of who we are. Yeah. Like we have our, like our lady of Guadalupe, like exactly. That's not, she's not in Mexico for no reason. You know, like it's not like we're just not meant to have our culture you know what i mean because she wouldn't have come as a familiar brown person you know what i mean exactly so it's not like we're like oh i'm ashamed i'm never like gonna look back like we're still mexican they're still gonna have that side yeah and i don't want to take that away from my kids like like i said we're gonna go to spanish mass mass english mass latin mass all of it because I want them to see every side and know where they came from. But at the same time, I will 100% teach them what's right and what's wrong and what is for them to keep doing and what is for them to cut off and be like, no, that's wrong, you know? And with that, we are going to wrap up our episode. Stay tuned for episode two, or sorry, part two. two. It might not be right after this. It might be a few episodes away from here okay but there's definitely going to be a part two yes there will definitely be a part two to this just because there's so much to talk, to talk about i have so many stories you don't even want to <laughs> know boy girl human listening i have so baby <laughs> baby baby in there <laughs> little girl in monica's stomach uterus um <laughs> yeah i have a lot of uh cultural stories for you but yeah But yeah, we are going to wrap up today's episode. But before we go, Monica, you already know what's coming. (laughs) How have you loved this week? I know that last week we talked about how, you know, we usually talk about how we love. Mm -hmm. But then last week we changed it up a little and we talked about how we've been loved. And I want to continue and this week and just talk about how I've been loved this week. I felt so loved, specifically this last weekend with the whole like gender reveal slash wedding reception. Fernando and I had friends going to this event that literally they burned bridges and all these things just to get the, to this, you know, and mm-hmm. it was super cool. Like we felt super loved. There's there was friends that literally canceled their flight that was scheduled for the day before. Shout out to Anthony. I'm just <laughs> they their flight was scheduled the day before. <laughs> 
<laughs> and they changed it so that they can make it to the reception and fly out the next day. Yeah. We have a cousin that literally just started a new job and he couldn't take any days off for the first 90 days. He told his boss that he had a wedding and that he really had to go because COVID messed it up and they were able to go. Just so many different, you know, we heard so many d- cool stories of people just saying like, we could, we had this going on and we canceled it because we really wanted to be there for you guys and it just meant so much to us you know i know there's people that couldn't make it for x y and z reasons which is also really fine you know but we i just felt so loved fernando and i felt so loved this weekend just by everyone being there everyone's presence and then just being there and get being so excited for baby girl you know that was super awesome but yeah that's how i felt loved how have you loved or felt loved I loved by going to your wedding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I have loved this week by going to visit my grandma when we, when I was in Ensenada for Monica's wedding. Um, Well, my grandma lives there because my mom is from there. So I, from the beginning of the, when we were planning going over there, I was like, hey, yo, to my friends, I was like, but we got to go visit my grandma. But don't forget that we got to go visit my grandma, but we got to go take some groceries to my grandma. Okay. So then, yeah, that we, we made that happen. So I loved my grandma by taking groceries to her and stuff like that. And I also felt loved in that sense because my friends went with me to get the groceries for her and helped me carry it and like helped me like by driving me there because I was it was my car but I was way too scared to drive in Ensenada um so yeah I felt loved as I also loved it was a it was a great experience that's awesome yes yeah but yeah we hope you enjoyed today's episode I know it was I feel like we missed a lot of points but it's because there's so many parts and so many sections of this that we want to cover that there's for sure going to be a part two so stay tuned for that if you want to hear some crazy stories about my life yeah and we just want to thank you for listening we always like literally at the wedding i got i had abby shout out to you you know like people telling me like oh great podcast by the way you know and like people congratulating me about the gender reveal and then saying like by the way um i love the podcast and the bloopers so the fact that people are listening is super awesome and the fact that they love the bloopers means that they made it to the end i know so i'm (laughs) like oh they actually listened to the whole thing (laughs) i know so thank you guys all for listening to to us yes we feel loved by you exactly we love you we pray for you all the time all the time yeah so if you haven't followed us on instagram we are at made for amor or you can email us at madeforamor at gmail.com. Um, what else? That's it. Let's say you can give us five stars. <laughs> Don't be, what, what do you say? Don't be greedy with your stars, girl. <laughs> or boy, or human, or little baby in Monica's womb. But yeah, good night. Oh, wait. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> it's good morning for you. <laughs> good morning. Happy actually, Thursday. It's 9.43 right now. Happy Thursday to you. Happy Thursday. Good whatever time it is for you right now. <laughs> Bye. Stay tuned for the bloopers. <laughs> you know, conf- it, bleh, bleh. pause it again. You're like, mic drop. Okay, so for me, it was quite. Wait, don't say okay. Just say so for me. Okay. So for me, it don't was. Say okay. Did I say okay? You're like, okay. What would I say? Like, white people? How do I say it? Yeah, English speaking. Oh, yeah. English. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that bubble? I saw the bubble. <laughs> It'll be there.
if you're not following us yeah <laughs> which i don't know why you wanna i'm just kidding <laughs> wait i don't think my mic is on wait oh maybe it is yeah and i i will <laughs> now you know times now i think <laughs> okay wait. yeah so i think that's gonna wrap up today's episode but there's gonna be no it's not gonna wrap up no oh, okay i love that for you yes have I you agree. seen that meme where it's like it's not it's like a video meme where it's like all your friends are like in the locker room and everyone's high-fiving you and it's like your friends welcoming you to heaven when you get there i know dude <laughs> i hope that's us i really hope that's us i've loved this week through Ooh. <laughs> just kidding to continue though you know whoa <laughs> <But a fall. laughs>